Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Here's Dickow from the deep corner for three. Uh-oh, uh-oh. It's on now. Downtown Dan connects. Every morning when I'm working out, I'm listening to your podcast. Keep up the great work. I mean, I've seen Dan Dicko hit some big shots in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> I got to salute you, man. Like, I've been watching you since I was in high school, trying to mimic all your moves. Welcome to another episode of the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow for SB Live Sports. This week's two podcasts are focused on the NBA draft. NBA Finals was uh, was a heck of a of a matchup between the Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks. Ended up being uh, just a little bit too much Giannis. Uh, an amazing fifty point performance um, for Giannis. Uh, he would not be denied. It was so cool to see. Um, kind of the culmination of, of all his efforts, his hard work, and the development of his career. A couple-time MVP, continue to get better, uh, to be able to climb that ladder and, and now be an NBA champion. So that was fun to watch. But now most uh, sports fans and basketball fans in particular always turn their attention to the NBA draft, which will be July 29th. Went over uh, a lot of perimeter prospects, um, earlier in the week today's podcast we're going to focus on a couple front court players three front court players uh that i really think are, are going to have a smooth and easy transition to the game and three under the radar who i think uh will have an impact um they might be second round picks uh they might be undrafted one of them is talked about as possibly being in the lottery but not much is known about him so uh we'll get right to it three front court players that i think are going to have uh quite a bit of impact early on in their nba career uh first one is evan mobley from usc he's a player who um i had a chance to see one time play in high school um at a shootout event and I was impressed. 6'11", long, he's quick. He can get off the floor to rebound or block shots or, or quickly finish uh, before the defense converges, even though he doesn't necessarily all, all the time need to get off the ground quickly uh, because of his length. Um, with his length, he can really rebound outside of his area. He can impact shots, whether blocking them or altering them, uh, even when he might be a tad bit late in rotations. Um, he's somebody who I think can guard, um, you know, multiple positions. USC had a great defense this year in the Pac-12 because he anchored the defense. They could go zone, they could go man, they could switch pick and rolls because he's pretty darn good laterally, um, or they could hard trap and he still would have the ability to get to the right rotation, uh, whether it was back to his man or 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 if if the two bigs were xing their rotations in pick and roll situations. So um, defensively, I think he he's going to be uh, good very quickly in the NBA. It'll just be a matter of learning schematics of what the team and the organization he goes to. Offensively, um, he's he's going to be all right in time. Uh, he's, he's going to be good. Uh, I think he's going to be 
very good in, in screen and dive situations because he's got great hands, great footwork. Um, he's going to be able to to catch the ball and finish. Um, he stepped out occasionally, hit a couple threes. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't um, put it past him um, to say that he will develop a consistent outside jump shot. I don't know if it's going to become you know a three point uh, range. I know that's kind of the uh, the tagline everybody wants to hear these days is a big that can shoot the three. I don't know if he's going to get to that point where I'd be comfortable, you know, thinking that he's heading in that direction, but he's got solid mechanics. Um, he's, he's, he's got uh, a legitimate feel for the game. And, and when you watch him in pick and roll situations of when to space um, and when to, when to roll and then in ISOs, whether to attack or maybe a throw and go into a pick and roll or into dribble handoff stuff. So I, I think Evan Mobley is going to have a, a, an early impact in the NBA. The next one um, that I think is going to have an early impact, and some people call him a guard. When I've seen him, I, I think a little bit more of him as a, as a small forward. And I know the lines are, are blurred so many times now with, you know, positional descriptions. Um, but he he is somebody that reminds me of Scottie Pippen, um, and that is Ev- Scotty Barnes of Florida State. Uh, he is long. He is athletic. He's got a motor. Um, he is a very good passer for his age and his position. He's a very willing passer. Uh, every time I got a chance to watch uh, Florida State play this year, I came away impressed. I, I think he is somebody who wants to play the right way, somebody that um, you know, has a lot of those intangibles that maybe don't show up every single time you look at a box score. Um, but when you look at the overall picture of a game and what he can do and how he can impact it, I think Scotty Barnes is going to have an early impact in the NBA. Uh, the third one that I think is going to have, uh, a, an early impact, um, is Herb Jones of Alabama, the SEC's player of the year. And I also believe he was the defensive player of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> you know, some people, you know, have him pegged as a second round pick and that very well may be the case, but I think he's going to have uh, a tremendous opportunity to have an impact early in, in his NBA career. And I liken him a lot to Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Simmons uh, is about 6'10". He's left-handed. He can push it. Uh, in transition after getting it off the re off the glass he can switch multiple positions he's a playmaker who can play in pick and rolls uh, he can create for others he can post up and and I see so much of of Ben Simmons in in Herb Jones you know the biggest knock on Herb Jones is going to be can he shoot it well um, just as I talked about with the comparison to to Ben Simmons Ben Simmons isn't a knockdown shooter by any stretch. He's never going to confuse you for that. But he is a all-star caliber player because the things that he's good at, he is very good at. And I think Herb Jones has that chance to be um, an impact player early. Um, You know, I really also like his defensive ability. I mean, when you watched um, Alabama this year, and granted, you know, a lot of times Alabama would play with four guards. Um, but he was guarding one through five. I mean, they would switch darn near every pick and roll with him. Schematically, he he changed the game for, for a lot of opponents of what they had to try to do. So um, my three under the radar, or excuse me, impact players 
uh, in the front court in this year's NBA draft. Evan Mobley of USC, Scotty Barnes of Florida State, and Herb Jones of Alabama. Staying on the topic of front court players, and I'm going to stay in threes. I like staying in threes because I was a three-point shooter many years ago. But three under-the-radar front court players who I think uh, can and will have a nice NBA career. Uh, the first one's going to be a surprise to a lot of people. Uh, shouldn't be for anybody on the West Coast that follows the West Coast Conference, and that's Kessler Edwards of Pepperdine. Uh, he was... Uh, his older brother Cameron Edwards started at Pepperdine for for uh, four years. Younger brother Kessler uh, decided to join him, and those two were were quite a duo for a couple of years in Malibu uh, to kind of help Lorenzo Romar get things back uh, on track when he took over. But Kessler Edwards is a, a very tough interior player. He can rebound. He can finish on the inside. He's got a nice touch from the outside. He's got a great understanding of the game. Um, And I think the biggest thing that I see with his game is he can just blend the edges so well. Um, He's good enough at a lot of things um, that he makes the game easier for his teammates. Now, will this necessarily translate to the NBA level where everybody's uh, extremely talented? It's hard to say. Um, but he definitely really uh, made things easier on his teammates at Pepperdine, and, and, and was able to do a lot of good things. Um, you know, they they had a, he had a nice tandem of him and Colby Ross, point guard at Pepperdine. Who, uh, as a West Coast guy, I'm pulling for um, to maybe sneak into that second round or at least find himself a nice opportunity um, in summer league because I think he could be uh, a solid player as well. But Kessler Edwards of Pepperdine. Uh, Second under-the-radar player that um, I think is going to have a a, a nice NBA career. Had he left for the NBA two years ago, he may have been a lottery pick, and that's Namish Keita of Utah State. Uh, In the last couple years, he's battled some some knee injuries. Um, He's been pegged as, or he was pegged as really just a defensive player and rebounder early in his career. Uh, he's about seven foot seven one with about a seven four wingspan. He's he's got uh, you know great instincts on the defensive end in regards to to you know coming from the weak side to block shots. Averaged well over two blocks a game for his career at Utah State. Um, and when you look at how rosters are built in the NBA, you know I talked about this in, in Tuesday's podcast. You know people don't understand. Uh, a lot of times how rosters are built, they think, hey, he wasn't a great college player. He couldn't do this. Maybe it was scoring or he couldn't do that. Um, but NBA front offices look at parts and pieces and how they fit together to to make the best team um, and, and, and complement each other. And I think the, the skills that Kata has on the defensive end are something that you're going to find a team that values very highly. Um, having having a chance to watch him closely with broadcasting work the last couple of years, I I think he's a better offensive player than he gets credit for. Um, 
I, I think he will develop into a, a, a serviceable offensive player. And what I mean by that is, you know, he's gonna he's got good hands and he's got pretty good footwork. So in pick and roll situations on a dive, I think he's got good hands where you know you throw it up to him, he's gonna be able to catch it um, up above the square and um, you know finish plays. I think he's got good enough hands and good enough footwork where if there's a pocket pass in tr- in, in traffic, he's gonna be able to catch it convert it or if not make the right decision and, and kick it to uh a, a big on a on a short corner dive in the dunker spot or maybe out to to a corner three or something but I, I really liked um you know how he was in, in pick and roll situations i think on the block i i saw improvement over his time in college um but you know at the end of the day he will be on an NBA roster and he will have a nice career because of what he can do uh, on the defensive end of the floor, blocking shots and altering shots. And the last one that I have is a front court player that um, I think is going to have a nice NBA career. And it's going to be surprising to a few people simply because uh, he was somebody that was really highly touted coming out of high school and early in his college career. And had some injuries and kind of the media maybe and other coaches maybe and and just, uh, you know, the whole focus and attention on college basketball and players and and mistakes or decisions these kids makes are just spotlighted. Um, I I don't think anybody really truly got to see uh, the full skill set of this young man Jalen Johnson from Duke and and what he can do and maybe what he's able to do Um, he's somebody because you've got that Duke name that Duke pedigree he he maybe was uh, criticized more than maybe he should have been but when you when you look at the skill set there's a lots of things to to be excited about thinking that he's got a chance to have a nice NBA career Um, you know you didn't get to see it on full consistent display this year because of injuries but you know he's a he's a you know three maybe slash four in the front court that's got a you know uh good length uh i wouldn't say he's a great athlete although he is a good athlete um you know he's got a competitive spirit about him as at least in the games that he played at duke that you could see um and but you also see that he, he's got you know a nice shooting touch he's he's got a feel for the game the one thing that um i i think is going to be maybe maligned by some front offices and maybe overlooked by the front office that takes them uh, takes him and understands uh what really was going on when he decided to step away from duke uh halfway through his freshman year is you know the, the question marks around why did he do what he did was he really hurt how bad was his injury did he fully heal from his injury and is he ready to go because that was a unique situation um and i'm not sure if the full truth ever really was put out there uh whether from him or from uh the the people at duke or from you know his, his agents once he did sign uh with representation so so gave earlier in the week Gave my guard looks for the NBA draft um, today. I had three front court players that I thought would have an immediate, an immediate impact. Again, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, and Herb Jones. And then three under-the-radar players that I think um, will have a nice NBA career. 
Uh, I look back at, you know, the NBA draft for me was a little over 19 years ago. Um, So many great memories are about to happen for these young men, but what they have to understand, what they have to realize, it's like a birthday party. You celebrate it. You got to be excited about it. You, uh, you know, enjoy the people that are around you that day. You can kind of look back and, and celebrate the journey that you've been on. Um, for a birthday, it'd be one year. For for a draft uh, prospect, it would be the journey of your whole career. But you also have to understand and know the work is just beginning. And so for the guys that get that, the guys that understand that, they can have a long, prosperous career. So for SB Live Sports... This has been the ISO with myself, your host, Dan Dickow. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.